Hi, and we are back for part two of Dear Teacher. I want to talk about today is are our real reading making connections? And in this segment, I'll be sharing with you what I have learned about matching intervention to students' needs. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some of my experiences with matching intervention to students' needs. So, what is intervention? Intervention is like a doctor prescribing what his patient needs, but it can change. It's forever changing. If your doctor prescribes you 10 milligrams of high blood pressure uh, medication, that um, dosage could go up if it's not um, helping your blood pressure to come down effectively. So it could go up to 20 milligrams. And vice versa, if he prescribes you 20 milligrams, it could go down to 10 if it's having your blood pressure drop too low. So interventions are forever changing. So the first step in determining what intervention is needed is to determine what um, the student actually needs, where are the deficits, and then you go on to determine the greatest need in order of importance. Because lots of times, you know, struggling readers, they need help in lots of areas, but they may need might not need help in all areas. So you have to determine what's most important and go from there. My experience with um, matching intervention to my students' needs, well, first I use data from um, an informal decoding inventory and for word list to see how the student did with um, decoding words and immediately recognizing high frequency words. Um, I also did a qualitative reading inventory, the QRI-6, um, to determine what my student need, determine what level that um, he was reading on. So I ended up determining that my student needed fluency he also needed comprehension and word recognition. And so my thoughts were, what would I tackle first? Because it was like, okay, you're, if you're having a problem comprehending, I can't just jump into asking you questions about a text or doing deep dives into information about the text and connecting it with other texts and things of that nature. So what I did first was, um, since he was having a, a problem with fluency, reading very choppy, um, I decided to drop back to word recognition and to help him work on that did word sorts and word building activities and learning um, new sight words that he had had trouble with on the fry sight word list so after that then we'll work on fluency because his choppiness or the time that he spent just trying to figure out what words were, what the word is to read it, that affected his fluency. And in turn, of course, it affected his comprehension because by the time he would get to the end of a sentence, um, he's forgotten what he's even read at the beginning of the sentence because he spent so much time trying to um, figure out what the words were. So 
matching intervention to his needs. Um, that is not a step that I thought that I would initially need to start with all the way back to word recognition. But it was needed. It was needed. I can't pre- present a text to him and just expect him to read it fluently and understand everything in the text if he if if he's having problem recognizing words because of course the sentences the text is made up of words so if he's having an issue with that he won't be a fluent reader and he won't understand what he's read after reading it so um matching the intervention to students needs you have to be precise and strategic of what you're of what you're doing with the student so that they can grow from that point um, you have to be sure it's what they need and it's, and it's what they need at that particular time. And then you build from there. Stay tuned for more intervention to match the student's needs. Okay, and I'm back now for a little research on um, students who are having trouble, you know, with decoding um, words, as my student has with word recognition. Um, Spearing swirling from common types of reading problems and how to help children who have them um, stated that students who have trouble decoding need explicit word level instruction. Now, does that mean that's all they need? No, because they need to be well-rounded and they still need to be exposed to that grade-level standard of work that is expected of them. But they still need to be um, exposed to explicit word-level instruction, and that is the the word-building activities, such as word sourcing. You may even have to start with picture source and... um, and go from there, learning a new sight word, different activities, mix and fix to um, help the student to recognize words that he or she should be recognizing at that time. Um, matching intervention to students, to the, to the need of the student, also um, is intertwined with their motivation level. You, you may have the best interventions that would work for the student in like a normal like baseline case but if the student is not interested or motivated it won't it, it will not work so you may have the best activities but what are those activities what does it relate to that's why you need to have real reading making connections find out what the student is interested in having those um giving them those reading inventories or interest inventories to find out what they're interested in so that when you begin your intervention sessions you can have um some things that would spark their interest that they would learn would want to learn more about and that will help with the motivation level instead of them thinking like okay well i'm being pulled out uh, because I'm not getting in the classroom and this is just another way to work me. It should feel encouraging for the student that is receiving intervention um, because it's to help build them, not to tear them down. So when you have the opportunity to do to do um, after school, pull out small group type work or individual work 
with the student um it's best to pull those things in that they need that they, that they like excuse me that they like um in the in the regular classroom during the day when you're doing your grade level content and things when you're not in small group when you're doing whole group activities you know we like to think that oh these are things that are interesting for the kids but whatever you're exposing them to may not be interesting for every child in your classroom yeah maybe for the majority of children but not for every student so when you do have the opportunity to work with the student one-on-one or in a small group um you have that sacred individualized time to cater to that student to um to gather materials that the students student needs and embed your interventions in in those materials and books and uh, trade books and uh, internet sites or magazines, uh, manipulatives that that child would like would like to be engaged in. A lot of children like the video games and things. A lot of them, I feel personally, are inappropriate for them, but nonetheless, they um they like them. For example, that Fortnite video game, I think it's inappropriate, but not letting them play Fortnite, but to have activities that building some of the things that are in Fortnite of how they conquer you know different um territories and things of of that sort that would help the motivation level of the student and I also learned that um when doing intervention um you want to you want the student to grow to show growth and you also you have to praise the student for the things that they are doing well don't get bogged down in that, oh, he's still not meeting the standard or he's, oh, he's still not um, getting X amount of words right in word recognition. He'll never be um, fluent. Uh, his comprehension is still um, very low. But um, focus on the growth. Focus on the outcomes. Determine what's most important at that time to help that student grow. Work on that area so the student won't be overwhelmed and you won't either and then build from there. So that's part two of Dear Teacher and I hope you've learned some things or um, find that my experiences um, can be helpful. Thanks.